Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, this week, Doug McCary is out, and so we have the uh, the man, the myth, the, le- the legend, Brad Sykes, in uh, with us. Brad, how you been? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Um, I got a bunch of static in my earpiece, so I don't. Uh, woo, there we go. Um, good to be with you, man. Yeah, it's uh, good to have you in. It's been uh, what about a month or so? It's been yeah, exactly. Been about a month, but uh, I know Doug's going to be out uh, much of this week. All this and, week. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so we'll. Uh, I'm I'm excited to sit in with you. Yeah, I'm ha- glad to have you. You're having some uh, headphone issues, huh? Oh, that's good. Pull the try to pull it tight. <laughs> pull the pull the line tight. Yeah, let's see here. How's that? In and out. In and out. Hey, we'll make it work. Yeah, okay. We're good at that. We'll, yeah, we'll try to see what we can do. Uh, hopefully, uh, in the break, we'll be be able to get you right. Um, yeah. So, uh, what's been going on uh, with you? I, you know, it it has been a uh, a busy summer. It, is it officially summer? I mean, it is for me. Uh, well. I'm. I still got students, so I would say it's not summer you, yet. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, next week will be. I was going to say, yeah. what well, you got? One more week? Yeah. Okay. Well, I. Uh, in fact, I think the last time I was here, uh, I was uh, either just getting back from uh, spring break with my daughter Hannah, and um, anyway, we are we are back in the in the mix again, and we are officially uh, in into summer mode. In fact, I. Uh, it's it's getting a little heated up out there, you know, mm. temperature wise. Yeah. Not to mention in some other areas as well, which I know we will uh, will jump into uh, over the next couple of days. But uh, I'm excited to get to spend what three days with you. Yeah, it's going to be nice. I hope our hope our listeners are, will be cool <laughs> with that. And uh, you know, we, we we have a tendency to uh, kind of get all over the place, but uh, uh, it's it's yeah, much better. Thank you, Steve. Awesome, we're, awesome. We're good to go. Cool, nice cool. To see <laughs> Steve always comes through in the clutch. Yeah, right. <clears throat> if you're listening to us, sorry, I was having some uh, some headphone issues. Not anymore. Glad to be with you. And, uh, you know, what's been going on in your world? Uh, you know, just the same old, same old, really. Kind of trying to get the house uh, looking nice and working on that. I had to cut down a big tree. Um, so that was fun. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, so I wanted to respond to your text message last night that you had a lot of firewood. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Hey, listen, sorry, listeners. We'll just kind of rant for a while, but, uh, uh, back in the early, early spring. So, uh, well, actually it's probably about January. I had a massive tree taken out of my backyard, big live oak tree. Mm. It was one of these things that my insurance company, said, hey, you know, they, they sent us an email, said, hey, we're going to, to keep your insurance where it is, we need you to remove the two branches that are hanging out over your over your house. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought, well, when I read it, I said, yeah, no, no problem. I'll have a tree person come out and look at it. So I walk in the backyard. Again, this was like back in January. 
and I look at this tree. Now, this tree, Taylor's got to be two hundred years old. That's what the the mm. what, what do the tree people call horticulturalist or <laughs> uh, arborist? I guess it yeah. is. Uh, he said, "Oh yeah, that tree's a couple hundred years old." Well, I go back there, look at it. There's only two branches to the tree to begin with, oh. and they're both <laughs> over my house. And so I thought, well, I guess I got to take the tree down. And instead of cutting the two branches off and just having this you know, like big stump, so I had that tree removed. And I had more wood. Uh, I did tell them to go ahead and remove it. But just today, so my neighbor behind me has got two big, I call them water oaks. They officially call them laurel oaks. I guess mm. there is a difference, uh, but they're very similar. Big trees. Well, one of those trees kind of arches out over my house. And I've reached out to my neighbor and said, hey, you have any plans of removing this tree? And they said, no. Mm. If you want it gone, you'll have to take off whatever's over your house or over your property because you know legally i can do that yeah i just don't want to go drop twenty five hundred dollars trimming my neighbor's tree (laughs) right well just this morning uh there's a guys climbing up in this big old tree right behind me with their chainsaw so my wife and i were like oh excellent they're going to take those trees down well so we had uh we had a closing this morning we had a, a showing we were gone most of the morning so we came back and i mean you take two big oak trees out, it makes a huge difference. Mm. Um, so anyway, it's it's really hot in my backyard now because it gets direct sun. Uh, but uh, gonna, there's, I don't yeah. need any firewood, so I appreciate you offering, though. Oh, yeah, we had a ton. And, uh, yeah, now our our, uh, our yard's pretty bare. The sun's hitting it pretty heavy, but the, the tree was completely dead. I mean, no leaves, nothing. What kind of tree was it? I don't even, it was a big, big tree. Really? And okay. it, it was so big, like, <clears throat> we just had uh, my wife's uncle come in and cut it cut it down, and he cut just kind of what, so that if it falls, it won't hit anything. Okay. So the stump is still there, because the stump was so big around, we would have had to rent, right. you know, a dump truck and yeah. something to pick it up with. So we just did that, and trying to clean it up. That's so what I was doing today, trying to clean up the yard a little bit. But, um, hey, the, the joys of home ownership, right? <laughs> yeah, right. You yeah. know, it's... Uh, especially if you live i live in an old house so there's always oh, something yeah. you know that's got to get repaired or fixed yeah yeah we've been in the middle of a bathroom remodel for what i thought was going to be about two weeks very optimistic clearly <laughs> we're eight weeks in oh, we're not wow. even close oh. not even close and it's i mean bathroom's no bigger than this desk we're sitting at <laughs> oh wow you see old houses are really cool i'm a history guy so right. you know, i love uh you know those those old houses and the history that they have but i can imagine that they are probably when you want to update them and remodel them it's got to be pretty tough to go through that process yeah there's there's some benefits to it but generally speaking any kind of remodel is a it's a it's tough stuff it makes me think a lot about even us as fallen men Mm, yeah whether you're old or young doesn't matter you're going to remodel your life it's going to require some work yeah you know and time patience and sometimes it's painful right (laughs) right yeah yeah, that's a that's a good uh, observation. Yeah, and one I haven't really uh, thought about too much, but the, yeah, that's pretty cool uh, to really because uh, it's the truth. You know, with those houses, like there's a great value in them, and some of them get run down. Uh, I was driving in the Ortega area uh, a little bit uh, yesterday, and there was this old house, and the sides just looked really bad on one side, mm-hmm. and the other side they were repainting it brand new, and it looked great. And so to see you know a run down house like that and really have a vision of this can be restored and or uh you know updated to, to mm-hmm. really be something that's useful is is cool that you know that's how god looks at us and says you know i'm gonna you're a new creation yeah 
Yeah. The I'm old like is gone. Too. The new is here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and it doesn't just happen instantaneously. Right. Yes, we are sanctified in a moment, but we are being sanctified. Mm-hmm. And it's a good reminder that, you know, uh, that's why we're called to make disciples. We're, we're called to do life together. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of doing life together, uh, you talking about that reminds me of uh, Tommy Nelson's uh, interview with Doug on Friday. <clears throat> if you did not get a chance to listen to that, you should go uh, to www.swatradio.com. Again, that's www.swatradio.com, and click on the past programs link. Um, that's the most recent uh, 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 program that's been on, so it should be easy to find, but uh, you can type in Tommy Nelson as well, and you'll be able to find uh, that one from what was Friday, I don't know, May something. 21st. May 21st. 21st. Yeah, so it was, uh, you know, pretty interesting. The second half of that interview, he started to talk about uh, the need for Christian communities to be tighter. Um, and it was pretty compelling to me as something that I've, you know, talked to my parents and my family about for a few years now. So, uh, you know, you bringing that up made me think of that. And that was, uh, I thought it was a great interview and really liked uh, and appreciated what Tommy Nelson had to say. Um, but I didn't know if you got a chance to listen to it, what your thoughts were. Yeah, I did on, on time and a half speed, <clears throat> but uh, I'm, I want to go back and listen to it again. And we can probably even unpack a lot of what was discussed uh, in that interview that Doug had with Tommy. Tommy's one of my all, well, Tommy may be my, one of my all time favorite. So if my favorite pastor locally is listening, uh, Tommy <laughs> had a huge influence on my life. I know he did on Doug's life as well. And that interview was phenomenal i think a lot of it was teeing up the uh, the conference mm-hmm. i think it's uh, wokeness in the gospel yeah. uh, that's going to yeah. be held june 11th i think in denton. 11th and 12th yeah, yeah 11th and 12th at denton bible church and i think you can go to dentonbiblechurch.com if yes. you want to register for that yeah i'm i don't think i'm going to be able to make it i don't know if doug's going but i would love to go and i think it's it's an interesting topic yeah you know i was i, I think as i was listening to that interview i thought about the whole woke culture woke, and he used the term woke in it wokeism mm-hmm. wokeism mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but there's a lot of isms out there yeah you know and they're all really an attempt to replace god and it, you know you, however you view woke wokeness or wokeism or being woke it's, it's kind of an interesting i never heard of that term until a year ago yeah, you know, it's uh, it's been around for a little bit. I think I started here, but it's become improminent. It's it's becoming more and more prominent. And now it's become so pervasive in the culture that the people who used to, you know, talk about themselves being woke, kind of people who are uh, b- have bought into this ideology are now trying to turn away from it as a kind of to deflect and say, oh, you know, that's just some uh, talking point from the other side. And they mm-hmm. just, but that used to be what they said about themselves. So, yeah, it's been around for a little bit. Um, and, but yeah, it's something that in the in the culture at large, it's 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 loomed large now, and and I, I think that's part of that is from the critical race theory and just critical critical theory in general has uh, brought that to the forefront, and then obviously of, with what went on uh, last summer uh, has really kind of in, entered the collective conscious, you know. Well, I think Tommy said that you know it's an attempt to address r- racism. Mm-hmm. You know, the the problem with wokeism is that it. It's removed God from the uh, from the you know solution. Yep. You know that, and I want to come back. We can talk about that. That anything you know, I like what Tommy said. He talked about we want Eden without God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. So stick with us because we're going to come back uh, right to that point. But we are up against the break, so we will be back with more after the break. 
Uh, I'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, P-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life, there's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That is Chain Breaker. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, Doug McCary will be out of the studio this week. And instead, we have Brad Sykes in with us. So happy to have him uh, in the studio. It's always great to talk to him. And I know you guys love listening to him. Um, So we are talking about uh, Tommy Nelson's uh, interview with Doug on Friday. This past Friday, uh, Doug had him on the program. And he, he really had a great interview. He was kind of plugging his... Uh, upcoming conference, wokeism and our wokeness and the gospel, or is it wokeness and gospel? I think, yeah, yeah, wokeness and the gospel. Yeah, uh, he, so he was talking about that, and we are kind of dissecting that interview. Um, and we just before we left off, Brad was talking about uh, really how uh, Tommy was talking about woke being woke is an attempt to address racism, uh, but without God, and that man. And many, all of our isms are, is looking to have Eden without the creator. Yeah, Tommy, you even said, you know, if you look at the, we had a great king in Genesis 1 and 2. We have a great king in Revelation 21 and 22. And between those two kings is a comedy of errors. Yeah. He, he used that term. And, uh, you know, it's just this continual effort and and by the way we don't sit behind these mics to say we're not guilty mm, yeah <laughs> we we all do this in our life mm-hmm. we want eden without god in other words you know i want the blessings of god but i don't want to be obedient to god yeah i want christ as my savior i just don't want him as lord oftentimes right you know because we're we're god's blessings are rooted in our obedience to him i mean we have his blessing we have the greatest blessing in salvation and grace 
Um, but it just seems like we struggle because that's, that's our flesh. Our flesh is rebellious. Yeah. And it wants what it wants, and it'll do whatever it does. James says, you know, what's the source of quarrels among you? Yeah, it might be quarrels between us. It might be quarrels within us. That my flesh wants what it wants, and it'll do what it needs to do to get, to get it. Yeah. And, and it, the consequences, uh, I think uh, scriptures say um, the way of the transgressor is hard. We don't get that concept, that when we transgress against God, life is hard Mm -hmm. and we're experiencing that we're experiencing that in america we're experiencing that in the churches because we've got wokeism that has run amok it's run amok in our nation and in our churches and it's it's awful yeah and you know when he's talking about uh the the attempt to you know find eden without god and i think that was an apt uh description of this woke ideology this critical race theory this critical theory that's entered into our our culture at large and it's it's been around for a long time um you know there was a progressive movement uh, back in the you know that came to a head with woodrow wilson and you know this uh, critical theory hasn't isn't quite directly tied to that though it does have some ties but really what we've seen kind of come in uh it started to come in in the 30s and it's really an attempt to take uh, Marxist talking points and uh, apply that here in America in a racial way. So instead of talking about class warfare and the the bourgeoisie and, and mm-hmm. the proletariat is talking about black and white and then oppressed and oppressor minority. Right. Um, so that that's where that comes in. And, and for a lot of people, they hear, you know, hey, there's this this issue of racism that has been around for a long time in the country and they get sucked into this uh poison they you know to swallowing this poison pill that leads them to really racism just in reverse you know it's not really reverse it's just it, racism but it's reverse of the historical uh perspective of racism. i was literally driving over here to, to the studio I was listening to um uh this thing about giving minority farmers oh yeah money that mm-hmm. they're going to take care of their debt yeah but they're not going to take care of the white farmer. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what the, the percentages are, you know, but, you know, in an effort to address racism, for them, the answer is racism. Yeah. Now, I don't know if your parents taught you this. My parents did that two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> We're not saying that our history, there isn't some wrong. There isn't some evil that took place. But are you serious that the answer to racism historic systemic racism according to them is racism well yeah i mean if you look at affirmative action that's exactly what affirmative action is and it's come to the point that you know they're now racist against asian people in certain demographics when we're talking about obviously affirmative action is uh in in the schooling and and, in the university so this is just that applied to farming um you know i'm sure there's um you know this is and i guess i'll go here this is not something that uh, hasn't been seen this is something that you know in south africa um you know, it's not really talked about a lot but that is uh, a policy that was instituted there you know five six seven years ago and has led to a lot of destruction even today and you know a lot of murders and death uh, i'm not saying we're at that point or anything but that same sort of thinking is the the, the intellectual underpinnings is the same and yeah it's, it's worrisome and i'm not saying that people don't need uh, or, or shouldn't get help if they need help or anything like that. But when we start to uh, segregate based on race in our policies, well, that is 
the same as what was done in the South, you know, after the Civil War. It's just uh, for, for a different means. It, it's for a reason of equity. It is for, hey, we're, we're trying to do a good thing. And since we're trying to do something that's good, we can then uh, do do something that might be dubious or might have not have a good intent for some some people. Yeah. No, I, I mean – this is not. I don't think Doug feels this way. I know Tommy doesn't. Yeah, I know you don't. That you know, we're not saying we don't address issues, but how we go about fixing those issues, if if they are void of God, if they are void of God and His Word, I'm not for it. Yeah, and I think another thing that needs to be pointed out is, since at least what the you know 1840s, we have been trying to address the issues of race in this country. I mean, we fought a war over it. Millions, you know, many people died, um, to, to right a specific wrong, but then there were still wrongs. We continually been talking about it. What most of these people who are talking about wokeness, they say that you are unwilling to engage in conversation if you don't hold their exact same viewpoints. So if you come up with, or if you talk about a, a biblical worldview, a different viewpoint, it's not just, Oh, you know, we, we have a difference of opinion. Let's see where we agree. Let's see, you know, which is more, what, what, what holds the truth, where the truth lies. It is, no, you don't want to talk about race. You're racist. You're this, you're, you're that. white supremacist. You're, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so you can't have conversation with someone who is not going to engage truthfully, intellectually. And if we allow that to come into the church, we're going to move away as, the the proponents of this uh, are want to push it, move away from savior theology, which is that all man has fallen and needs a savior, and into um, uh, not justice theology, but um, liberation. liberation. Yeah, liberation yeah. theology, yeah. Yeah. which is that we can create Eden here on earth without God. Well, and the, the fact is, liberation. When you think of liberation, what do you think of? Free freedom. freedom. Mm-hmm. It's freedom. It sounds I, good. I was just yeah. looking at Galatians uh, chapter five. Uh, verse 13 says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. We're, we're being consumed by one another. And I think, obviously, he is, Paul is addressing the church he, he's a, addressing the saints it goes on to say verse 16 but i say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law now let me just read this list that he, he lays out here. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident. Now, keep that in mind. The works of the flesh are evident. So as you look across the landscape of our world today, this is what he says. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. 
one of those words, I guess, in the dissensions or divisions is the word, some translations use the word factions. Mm. That's what's been created here. It's me against you. And and this is the problem. If we think that's going to, I mean, I think to your point, even as we were talking off the air, what's the goal? What is the goal? I mean, is the goal to end racism? Well, that sounds like a great goal, and I'm for that, by the way. Uh, but that's not what I'm seeing. What yeah. you're saying is that the goal is destruction. Yeah, I think. Uh, Destroy well, America. Yeah, I think that, the you know, the, the uh, like I said, it, it comes from a Marxist uh, viewpoint. Now, people would say the goal is equity. But what does it mean to have equity? Well, you would have to destroy the complete, you know, the system that we are under. And equity in and of is not a good thing. Equality is a good thing. But equity, if you have more money than me, well, equity would say, I'm taking your money. It's my money now and so that we're even. Right. If I'm faster than you, well, you better put a weight on my leg so that when we finish the race at the same time, it is not uh, congruent with the laws of nature and nature's God, right? It is something that is sounds good on paper, but is actually twisted and corrupted in practice. Well, in fact, Tommy and Doug really addressed a lot of that issue of equity is something where it's, you know, it's like a buzzword now. Uh, listen, I am all about equality of opportunity, but I'm not about equality of outcome. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. We have a, a country that believes that now. Does that mean everybody had equal opportunity since the founding of our country? No, I don't believe they did. And I, I totally see that. Well, we don't fix that by doing the same thing we you know, that was done yeah. to you. It just mm-hmm. doesn't work that way. So, yeah, equity is, well, I mean, we could talk about that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could talk about that for some time. But we will be getting into Acts today, talking about the martyrdom of Stephen. But first, we are up against the news break, so we will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and all of you who listen online wherever you are around the world or around the country. And we'd also like to give a shout-out to our local listeners, 91.7 here in Jacksonville, 91.3 in St. Augustine, and 91.0... Man, I forgot my notes. No, 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia, and 91.9 in St. Augustine. I'm off today. They'll forgive you. I'm sorry about that. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. Sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Mercy Me with Even If. If you are just joining us, Doug McCary is out of the studio this week. And for today, Tuesday and Wednesday, we will have, uh, well, we have, not we will have, we have Brad Sykes in the studio. We are going to be talking about Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 60. Before the break, uh, in the first half, we were talking about Doug's interview with Tommy Nelson, um, uh, 
and I would like to add just a little bit more to that, and then we're getting into Acts. But, you know, he said something, Tommy Nelson did, um, that I found, you know, pretty compelling. And what I have been, like I said, talking to my family about for a while, he said that, you know, we need to, um, as the church, come together and live uh, more communally communally i think is kind of more more closely is what he was saying and then have sorties out into the world and i think that is really important uh and and it's a different way of thinking than how we have generally uh thought as the church here in america but i think with i think you know tommy when i was listening to him i mean i was like that's a man who understands the times and i think that's the times that we are in in this late hour i think that's what's necessary And, and, and the reason it's necessary um, is he like he was saying? You know, we are better not because of who we are, but because of Christ in us. We are better. We have better lives, better marriages, better families, better education because of Christ in us. And we need to show the world that. Um, but we also need to have a a place for raising up the next generation in that where they're not, uh, you know, tainted. Maybe not the right word, but where they're not as influenced by the world, but then to have those sorties to go out and say, look at how we are doing, look at how we're living life. And uh, to me, that was like, oh, man, I, I was really, uh, I was like, man, that I know, I, I, I understand where he's at and where he was coming from. And you know, then he was talking about, uh, you know, he's, you know, looked at the war heroes and the martyrs and has felt like uh, that he's always wanted to fight for his country. And that time's coming up. And and I was reminded, you know, he played college football. I was like, man, there must be something in exactly. you know, playing sports because I've like I've had those exact same thoughts. And well, you so, like the battle. Yeah. I mean, there's a battle out, out mm-hmm. in front of us. Uh, I haven't gotten deep into that that part of the interview. I want to go back and listen to that. But I think he was he was referring to the Amish too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and how the Amish. And I don't think he would. I don't think he was supporting that. He yeah. was just saying that Amish. Uh, I didn't jot it down, but I think he said something to the to the effect that the Amish people are the most the the most happy people. Yeah, that, it was that a, there is. yeah a quote that has been passed around. But yeah, he referenced that, and you know, I think he was making a great point about how tight knit that community is, but not the you know because the Amish are very kind of secluded and, mm-hmm. and, and and not welcoming. But to have that tight knitness, but then also that that going out that well, the, mission the, the sorties part. Yeah. I don't really understand that, but I think I believe it to be kind of like Jesus sent sent them out. Mm. Yeah, hey, you're going to go out in pairs, uh, and you're going to go out to preach the gospel. That's, that's we're. I was having a having a conversation with my neighbor on the driveway yesterday. We got talking about the church today. So many of our churches are aimed and geared toward reaching lost people. In other words, let's have music that they like. Mm-hmm. Let's have lighting that they like. Let's have seating and parking and, you know, a, 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 a preacher who can tell great jokes and great stories and all that. Isn't that seems a bit pragmatic? I, I know Doug and I have had lengthy discussions about the fact that we have so discounted the power mm-hmm. of the gospel in and of and by itself, if we just preach the, I guess here's here's the question: If we preach the gospel, do we believe it will return void, or do we believe it won't return void? In other words, when we preach the gospel, the word of God, is it going to bear fruit? I think it will. Yeah, and you know, I think what I was hearing him saying is preach the gospel in how we live and how we live in community with each other that shows the the greatness of God and the superiority of Christ 
um, by the community that we have, but then also, yeah, like being sent out like the disciples into the into the world, and uh, I think looking at you know uh, the cities and, and the country that we live in, not as oh you know this is America and it's always had this Christian, but really no, that is the mission field. We're not really sending people to Africa. We we might be doing, but that same mindset we need to apply to um, the our local world, but also. Given showing them something that is radically different than what they're seeing in the culture, because the culture, as we've talked about many times, is just corrupt and getting worse. Absolutely, and I mean, we talk about SWAT, spiritual warriors advancing truth. I mean, just take that. Warriors indicates there's a war. You don't need warriors unless there's a war going on. Right. Uh, this isn't some small little battle. This is a war. Well, you and I weren't soldiers, but. We're spiritual warriors. We're advancing truth. What does it mean to advance? I mean, it's to move into enemy territory. It's to advance the gospel, not only in word, but indeed into the enemy territory. And so, you know, I think to, to Tommy's point, you know, he always wanted to be in the military. I think he didn't serve because he had a knee injury mm-hmm. in college. And But, you know, it's kind of that thing. He believes someday we will be persecuted for our faith. We will be persecuted for what you and I are talking about right now. I think in the very near future, we'll be persecuted for speaking this kind of stuff. Are you prepared for that? Well, a warrior is prepared. A warrior is in the process of getting, how do we get prepared? When I meet with young men to disciple them, I've shared this with you. I've shared it here on the air. One of the things that I want to know right up front is, what are you reading what are you watching? What are you listening to? And who are you hanging around? Because those four, if you, you answer those, the answer to those four questions will help me know how much work is going to be required in getting that young man prepared for the war that's ahead. Yeah. Whether it's fatherhood or it's marriage or it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. J- just the culture as a whole. We, we look at... Uh, I mean, great text we're going to be in this week. I know that at SWAT we've been working through Acts chapter 7. Stephen, he gives this amazing speech. He's stoned. you know, And it's really about are you going to stand up? Are you going to be bold in the face of certain persecution? i got to tell you, Taylor, I'm, I'm concerned we don't have a lot of people who are willing to stand up to that. Yeah, I agree, and I think that that's why this uh, text that we're looking at is so important because you know it is a spiritual it's spiritual warfare, but that doesn't mean that there's not a physical component to it, and that doesn't mean there's yeah. not going to be a physical cost. And if you look at Stephen's life, there was a fist. I mean, he 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 was sold out up into the point of death, and including death, right? And the way that we this is what we looked at last week, the way that he responded to. Uh, the charges against him was not in a timid spirit. It was, you know, obviously the the Holy Spirit guiding him, but it was uh, bold in the face of danger, which is something I think that, you know, especially as men, that's what we admire. And that's what we we see that and we say we want to be that way. And so, how do we be? How do we prepare for the potential for um, persecution? Well, we look at people who admire and inspire us, and and that is the case here. With Stephen. Well, when you think about defending your faith, in fact, Tommy and Doug mentioned this on Friday. I know we've discussed it before that our churches, America and even the churches, are biblically illiterate. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I'll also say that we're also theologically obese. So we've got we've got a large group that is just unaware of what the scriptures really have to say. So how do you apply something you really don't know what it says, what it is, what is it about? You've got another group of, of people, and, and by the way, I would be classified in this group from time to time. I know the word, I know the doctrine, I know what it says, but I'm not practicing it. In other words, if you take me to the gym and say, hey, I'm going to work that extra 15 pounds off of you, you're going to show me the equipment, you're going to show me how to use the equipment, but at some point, the information has got to lead to some action that ultimately leads to transformation. If I'm going to lose the 10 or 15 pounds, in other words, I can't just, you know, hear what you said. I can't just meditate on what you said. I can't just repeat what you said. I got to actually go do something. Yeah. And so I think, you know, when you look at Stephen and you look at Acts chapter 7, I mean, one, the, the, the three things I think you guys jumped into last week was this idea of being a bold witness. Mm-hmm. Our, our, what causes you to be bold? Take whatever circumstance, whatever situation you're in, what causes you to be bold? It's like the guy who's driving down the freeway and he's in a big old 18-wheeler. It's easy to be bold with an 18-wheeler, hmm. right? You ever seen those guys that yep. just run right up on you? They're bold because they know they can run you over, you know, or they've got the power. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other thing is so to be a bold witness but to be a biblical witness, I, that was so impactful that I can be bold, but I can be bold because I know God is with me. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, you're talking about a bold witness and a biblical witness and that they're not two different things. They're one and the same. And if you look at Stephen last week, you know, specifically getting towards the end, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. That is a bold message, right? <laughs> and that's not something from what the church, you know, the it's kind of the the 11th commandment, right? As some people have said, I can't remember exactly which preacher, but, but it's be nice, right? Oh. And no, there, there's something, you can be bold and you can speak the truth in a way that cuts um, to the heart of things. And, you know, sometimes that doesn't come off as nice, but that does not mean that you're doing something unloving, right? If, you, you know, the truth sometimes cuts. Well, I, I've heard it said many times, meekness is not weakness. Yes. You know, and it's that strength under control. It, it is. And I mean, whether... It's Stephen. You, you, we can go through a list of people who stood up in boldness and spoke into what needed to be spoken. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, we're not loving if we don't speak the truth. Right. Not your truth, not my truth, the truth. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's a double-edged sword. What's the point of a double-edged sword? It cuts both ways. Mm-hmm. It, it also gets into the nooks and crannies of our life. I want men around me who are willing to speak truth. It may not feel good. You know, I'm not trying to, you're not trying to win friends and influence people. Right. I'm trying to make an impact in the life of another man. Yeah. For the glory of God. And when you speak truth to people who are saved, it should, uh, you know, engender uh, repentance, right? But when you speak truth to people who are consumed by the spirit of the age, by, um, you know, whatever it is, you might find yourself uh, in the place of Stephen. And that's where we're going to go um, right here after the break. Unfortunately, we are up against the break. So after we come back, I'm going to read the passage and then we're going to talk a little bit more about it. We will be right back. You can uh, download the SWAT app in the App Store. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. David Crowder, welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 60 this week, uh, talking about the martyrdom of Stephen. Uh, Doug McCary is out, but we have Brad Sykes in. We're so happy to have him in. If you would like to join the discussion uh, about what we are talking about in Acts or about what we talked about a little bit earlier, you can call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. As I said, we are talking about the stoning of Stephen. Last week we were talking about um, his defense that he was given against the four specific charges laid against him. Um, And at the very end of his defense, he he basically lays down the truth towards for the Sanhedrin to hear. And they did not take that well, and so we're going to be getting into the stoning of Stephen uh, here for this week, and then we will be on break for a couple months. But that's where we're headed. Well, are y'all y'all going to be on the air though, aren't you, over we're, the summer? Or? No, we're. No. Go, uh, uh, Doug is taking a sabbatical. He said, I'm told good. me he has not taken one in like twenty six well, years. So well, and and I know we always did SWAT radio through the summer. Yeah, we did last year, and this yeah. year he's. Uh, we're going to start up in August yeah. again. Yeah. Um, but so we're going to be having some programs and stuff for for people to still tune in. And listen. so you want to make sure to tune in for sure. By the way, uh, we started off the broadcast talking about Tommy Nelson and the the interview Doug did with Tommy on Friday, May twenty first. So go back and listen to that. That is well worth the uh, the uh, if you want to put it on speed and a half on your podcast. Uh, that's what I do. Hmm. Sometimes I have to listen to it twice. Uh, it is well worth a listen. Uh, we were talking about uh, the uh, wokeness and the gospel conference that Tommy Nelson is doing on June 11th and 12th. That's in Denton Bible uh, or Denton, Texas. Uh, by the way, the speakers, Dr. Owen Strachan, which uh, was Strand, Strand uh, which uh, 
How do you get strand out of that? That's how it's pronounced. That's yeah. strand. I, I kept hearing Owen Strand. Yeah. I was thinking, well, it doesn't look like strand. Anyway, Dr. Owen Strand, who was uh, uh, Doug's guest uh, about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he'll be one of the speakers. Uh, Daryl Harrison, who's another guy who's been on the air. I mean, Daryl's podcast may be one of the best I've ever heard. It's called Just Thinking, the Just Thinking podcast. Mm-hmm. Of course, Pastor Tommy Nelson, Pastor Tom Buck, Pastor Rodney C. Brown Jr., and Pastor uh, Charles Stolfus. Uh, will be those speaking at that conference. So we were talking about that. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I'm not gonna be there, but I'm hoping we can somehow tune into that because it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. And yeah. I think it really feeds right into what we're gonna talk about for the next couple of days. Is this idea of boldness that it, it's going to require a Stephen mentality that you're gonna speak boldly, even though the outcome could be rough. Yeah, and I think that's a, another important thing about Stephen, right? He was sold out for the truth. He was speaking boldly. He was, you know, responding to the criticisms against him, but not doing it in a way that was backing down. And he had, I, you would, you'd have to think that going into that, he knew the way that he was talking and the way the spirit was leading him could lead to outcomes unfavorable, including death. But he still had the mindset of something beyond himself and. Uh, something for the greater good of uh, of the world and for Christ's mission uh, that he has to bring all those uh, to him and our part to, to be played in that. And so we're going to get into the text. I'll just pick it up in 44 or 54, excuse me. Now, when they heard these things, actually, you know what? I'll go to 51. You stiff necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. So do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered, you who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. You know, um, last week, I think you guys were uh, kind of working through, or last couple of weeks, Acts 7, 1 through 17, just the, the overall speech as a, as a whole, uh, that, that, that God calls us, he calls us as his children to defend the faith, to defend what it is that we truly believe. And uh, I think a lot of what, and we do that by being a bold witness, by being a biblical witness, and by being a faithful witness. Now, just right up front, the obvious thing, if you just look at Stephen, who was a bold witness, he was a biblical witness, he was a faithful witness, the outcome isn't what most of us want, Mm -hmm. right? But going back to this idea of warriors, spiritual warriors who are advancing truth, you go to war, you know the outcome might not be favorable. Yeah. 
but you're going to war because you believe in the battle. You you believe you're going to fight for what you believe in. Yeah, you're fully surrendered, right? Think about if somebody comes to your door tonight, the middle of the night. You've got a daughter and a wife there. How much do you believe in them? You know, what are you willing to fight for? Mm-hmm. Listen, we live in America. We, it's been kind of deemed a Christian nation. Well, it's not a Christian nation. It, it was certainly founded on Judeo-Christian values. And now we have people who won't stand up and fight for those values. We, we just want to be friendly. We just want to be nice. We believe that if we're nice, they're going to come to Christ. Niceness doesn't draw people to Christ. Now, the, the kindness of God leads to repentance, not the kindness of Taylor necessarily. Because mm-hmm. Taylor's not the judge. It's the kindness of God that leads to repentance. But he's a judge. There's going uh, to be a payment for the sin that's gone on. And really, do we believe that? If we believe that and we see a world in sin, are we... Are we ready to jump into that that war? Yeah, yeah. And do we believe, do we trust Jesus is who he says he is? And if we're fully surrendered to him, then we are willing to do his will. But that will put you at odds with the world, right? And that's what we see here in the text. Exactly. You know, that makes you an enemy of the world, and that makes you someone that needs to be silenced or taken out. You know, if you're nice and you are unwilling to speak the truth, well, you're harmless, right? But the, it's, it, he's called the Lion of Judah, not the Kitten, right? There is that, uh, that danger there that, um, that the enemies of God, they fear. And if you are standing in the truth and you're walking with Jesus, they're going to want to take you out too because they know that people will respond to that, and that makes you an enemy. Well, and yes, absolutely. And how often it is that when we see issues that are com- total violations of God's design, God's, God's, uh, you know, plan, we hesitate because we want them to like us. That wasn't Stephen. Yeah, I have this yeah. image of Stephen being this gentle, nice, kind man. But it didn't keep him from speaking what needed to be spoken. And, and right off the bat, it's when we speak the things of God, we are automatically going to be an enemy of the world. Yeah. And verse 54 says right there, now when they heard these things, they were what? They were enraged. And they, they ground their teeth at him. And then look down at verse 57. But they cried out with a loud voice, and stopped their ears. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing people just like yeah. putting their hands on their ears going, I don't want to hear this. And then it says they rushed together at him. Well, that's what we're hearing today. You know, heaven forbid you'd speak anything of what God has to say. We can hear all sorts of other opinions and other views, but when we speak God's word, you better be prepared that they're going to close their ears and they're going to come rushing after us. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, that's that's a good point. And I I, kind of lost my train of thought because I started thinking about what you were saying. Oh, yeah. I remember. So you can see how the the leaders, how the world responds right in anger and in 
rage. But if we are fully surrendered, we'll have a peace. And that's what you see with Stephen is a peace. And I think a lot of us are afraid to step out because we haven't fully surrendered. And so we don't have that peace. But once you take that step out there, the peace of God uh, comes upon you and you're able to respond to this level of vitriol with, with saying, forgive them. And, and you know, he, before he's saying, you, you stiff neck people, he, he wasn't just all, you know, all like uh, passive on the way, like a lamb right. to slaughter. Really? He was, he was out there slinging it, telling yeah. him what's up. But at the end of the day, he was surrendered to Christ and what his plan was and was like, you know, don't don't hold this against them, Father. Basically, echoing amazing? Jesus. Yeah. You know, they don't know what they do. Well, and I'm I'm guilty a lot of times. I'll I'll condemn people because they just don't get it, mm. and it frustrates me, and I get angry, and and in my heart, I might not verbally say, you know, they're, they're condemned, but I think in in my own heart. I, but the the fact is, what Stephen says there in the end is, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're blind. God has not softened their heart. This is what Jesus said in John 15. He said, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. He goes on, he says, remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name because they do not know him who sent me. That's the facts right there. Yeah. And we're up against the break. We're going to leave it that to marinate in your mind (laughs) for tomorrow. So you've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening 